This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Seems like a good idea after you've had a few. That's this show. Riding in my car. And I'm listening to the radio. It's time for Dukes and Bell. Oh, someone told me it's the black Beverly Hills. Is that true? Driving in Atlanta just got a whole lot more bearable. Welcome to the party, pal. Hi, everybody. Carl Dukes and Mike Bell. The names that mean goodness. Say my name, you know who I am. Carl Dukes. I drink and I know things. Oh, don't question my authority thing. King Kong ain't got on me. Sometimes you just got to call somebody, and I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Dell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, so. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. 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 On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta! Don't bring him home. Mm. It is Dukes and Bell with our man Chris Thomas. Turtle is in for Carl today. The last week, Carl has used this radio show as a platform to bring Justin Fields back to Atlanta, and we're going to swing the pendulum the other way today because Carl took a personal day and he ain't got nothing to say about it. So we're going to be, we're going to be throwing that down. We start the show with a big hearty, "Hey, hey man!" Or is behind the glass. He is producing today, as we said, because Chris is in for Carl Dukes. We had a great time. Thanks to everybody, by the way, who came out to Hooters in Douglasville. Had a blast, and it was a, a great time. We've learned uh, through years that you judge the uh, the swimsuit contest and then you leave before the results are given that way nobody's mom is yelling at you why didn't sissy go you know in the top five hey, it's so, a big deal to them mike right so we had a great time and there were some amazing ladies but again as i told on the on the handoff to andy randy i just you know i just don't need the aggravation because if i you know I, I just whatever i do someone yells at me about it on twitter usually the wife but anyway we got plenty to yap about you were talking today about uh the saints restructuring uh Derek carr and that means that they're kind of tied to Derek Carr, just like we were tied to Matt kind of forever. And needless to say, we blew that when we went and made a play for Deshaun Watson that couldn't work out. But you were talking today, we were talking before the show, that you think this kind of creates a path for maybe bringing a guy like Kirk Cousins here to mitigate the way he wants to get paid. Yeah, so the rumor on the street is that Kirk Cousins wants that two-year, $90 million guaranteed contract. But what if you sign him to right. a two-year deal 
maybe slip in, how about a little uh, third-year team option on the back end of that? Mm. So you can mitigate some of that cap space like the Saints just did with Derek Carr, and you make it a lot more palatable for your cap space situation so he's not eating up 45 mil. Yeah, we will get into that because we kind of uh, you know started with this conversation a few weeks ago as the season wrapped up about you know Kirk Cousins as one of the first options. And then you know the, the Achilles has certainly scared off a lot of guys. I'd be curious. I know I've read some things, and you guys, if you follow the same you know football websites we do, whether it's Pro Football Talk or NFL.com, there has been some some folks who feel that maybe the market will be softer for Kirk Cousins than initially anticipated. Yeah. Which maybe things, maybe he, he and his agent have to rethink things as far as that, uh, you know, that, uh, was it $45 million he wants per year? He wants a two-year, $90 million yeah. contract fully guaranteed. Right. So, Can't ouch. do that to a guy coming off an Achilles late in his career. No. I mean, I can't. I mean, I, I, I'm interested in Kirk Cousins, but I'm also interested in beefing up the right side of our offensive line, namely Caleb McGarry, because you, he can't be back there as a sitting duck. No, and you need to draft a center as well and a corner and a safety. It's not like the Falcons are rip-roaring and ready to go quarterback away. They're a quarterback away from making a playoff run, but, Mike, they're not a quarterback away from being a championship team. One also uh, thing you guys got to take into consideration, which uh, you may have seen, is that Calvin Ridley uh, apparently not likely is being reported to be signed by the Jaguars. And that's a problem in the sense that we now lose that extra second round of the compensatory pick that we would have gotten had Jacksonville inked Calvin Ridley. So that's one less bargaining chip or potential piece to move if you do want to move up uh, to if you do want to get in that top three for another quarterback. Yeah, it makes it really tough because now you're talking about, okay, so you want to get Justin Fields, right? Okay, so now that second-round pick hurts a little bit more, doesn't it? Because you don't have anything else to fall back on. And then what if another team – what if Pittsburgh's bluffing, Mike? What if they say, you know what, yeah, all this Kenny Pickett nonsense, this has been a coup the entire time, and we actually want Justin (laughs) Fields. Or another team sneaks in. Maybe the Raiders do say, hey, the second time is the charm with Luke Getze and with Justin Fields. And if you get into a bidding war, Mike, without that second extra pick, that hurts a lot more. So we'll get into all of the different options that we've been discussing. But as we said at the start of the show, I, it's funny. On Twitter, I've got the meme, and you guys have seen it. It's it's a dude, and the guys are at a party, and the guy kind of he's got a red solo cup. Is that a Gucci hat he's wearing? But anyway, he kind of just he just kind of turns to the side and makes a face like I don't know about that. And so I put that up there yesterday, talking about interest in Justin Fields. And I guess some guys out there don't speak meme on Twitter. <laughs> so I had to clarify and said, sorry for the, uh, the confusion for those who don't speak meme. I'm a pass on Fields. And this comes on the heels of our conversation yesterday with Patrick, Patrick Finley. So when we've been going round and round, and, and look, Carl will be back on Monday and he can get this argument fired up again. But one of the things that we've been going round and round on is why are the Bears moving on? From Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't draft a guy 11th overall to walk away after three years. That's a bust. That's a fail. You know, whatever you think, and Carl has been spinning it that it's simply a financial consideration. No, if he's your guy, you roll with it. It's just, I find that argument, and we've gone back and forth on it, and uh, I just don't buy it. I think you look, you're, you, you've got a guy, and you know what you've got, and when you bring Caleb Williams, if he's the, you don't know what Caleb Williams is going to be in the NFL, just like we don't know about any of these guys. And as history has taught us, Chris, half of these guys, or sometimes three-quarters of these guys, are going to flame out that are the, the supposedly franchise quarterbacks taken in the first round. By that logic, then, the Chargers wouldn't have paid Justin Fields because they haven't done jack squat in the playoffs. So, unfortunately, I don't think Justin Fields is in the business right now of getting a bag from the team just because it's financial obligation for the Chicago Bears to pay the man his money. No, it doesn't make any sense like that. You get what you're worth in the NFL. And, Mike, right now, simply put, Justin Fields is not worth the five- or six-year extension he's going to want if he comes to Atlanta. 
because you'd be saying arguably one, you know, unless unless again, the best case scenario, and this is where I do agree with Carl, if he comes in here and Zach Robinson unlocks whatever the key, the mystery has been to make him more accurate, higher completion percentage, cut down on the turnovers, the fumbles uh, specifically, and and use the benefits of a better team with better skill set, including what we're going to be adding to our wide receiver core because we're losing some guys that didn't contribute in, uh, in Van Jefferson and, and Mac Williams. Or Mac uh, Holland. Holland. So we will get into all of, of the different options. But if he comes in here and balls out, then you feel good. Then, okay, yeah, now $250 million or whatever it's going to be. You know, get you up there and that'll, you know. Do but, you? Because that's only two years of his career where he's if, good. If he comes in here and throws for 30 touchdowns and runs for 1,000 yards, I pay the man. And we go to the playoffs? Yes. That's the good case. The worst case is you bring him in, he, he sticks around for a year, he stinks it up, and then you're right back where you started looking for a quarterback and hope that there's a really deep quarterback draft coming your way. Or he, maybe even worse than that, is he continues to be what he has been. Which is mediocre. Which is mediocre. And then we and do then, another and year of seven and ten. Right, and then you <laughs> don't know where you are again. Right, and just, it's not like the NBA where, you know, you, you can be terrible. In the NFL, you can go from worst to first unless you're kind of locked in the middle. Then you've got to swing for the fences and make the big moves. That's when you've got to sort of, you know, be able to really develop talent, you know, have some cap space to complement it with the right free agents. That's why, you know, the Rams are able to say blank those picks because they have enough talent. And they accumulated that talent. Whether it wasn't all just you know trades, it was drafting. They drafted Cooper Cup. They drafted Aaron Donald. So you got to have that balance. But uh, for us, the last few years, we're coming out of uh, you know the cap hell. Last year we had money to spend. The good news, guys, this year, man, COVID just completely screwed the Falcons. Chris, what's the number for the cap this year? Yeah, it's uh, two hundred and fifty something million dollars. It's going up thirty mil. So we'll have a lot of room. For guys that have been set up, and by the way, yesterday, I apologize, the last number I looked at from uh, Boat Rack, and there's other sources out there, but the consensus is the Falcons, in current, because they just moved on from uh, Cordero Patterson, amongst others, the uh, consensus is we have 41, nearly $42 million in cap space. And that's enough to bring in any of those franchise quarterbacks that you want. Right. Any of them. So, for all of those people that are locked in on Justin Fields as the savior, Guys, there's a wide net to be cast here. Right. It doesn't have to be decision day for Justin Fields on day one or it's a complete bust. You can try to trade up in this draft still. You can try to entice the Broncos to cut ties with Russell Wilson. You can try to get Kirk Cousins. There are multiple options. I think that the Baker Mayfield conversation, and credit to uh, Drew Butler, we had him on the show the other day. You hear him on the Steakhouse. And Drew was saying, you look at you know Baker Mayfield's numbers aren't bad. You know, If you put Baker Mayfield on this team last year, and uh, granted, we – we beat the snot out of him in Tampa. Of course, he did. He returned the favor here in Atlanta. Yeah. But Baker's a guy that with you know those kind of numbers, the twenty-eight touchdowns, four thousand yards. We're a ten or eleven win team. You know. And the other thing is, I'm surprised I still have to mention this, Chris. Is people are still trying to talk about Ritter. Guys, oh. let it go. Oh. Let it go. It's enough. Because they look at the win-loss record. And if, if, if the one comparison we're not going to get into, if you want to sit there and look at the Chicago Bears and the win-loss record, and I will agree with Carl on this 100%, when you get in the fields versus whatever we're going to do, yeah, Ritter, those losses last year were on Ritter. I mean, yeah, he, he was 7-10. and 10. We lost at least four games because of him. At least. Now, we can debate how the Bears lost some of their games, but a lot of it was they had no talent on either side of the football. So... We'll get into it. A lot of guys are fired up about it, but I'm not on that Justin Fields train, man. Chris is in for Carl today. Chris Thomas hanging out. We got Brian McFadden coming up next. We got tickets for uh, Chris Tucker at the Fox Theater, so stick around for that. A little bit later, we'll talk Hawks. Guys, say what you want about the NBA. This is the time that generally they stick it into fifth gear or sixth or seventh or eighth gear, depending on what your car is, and get moving. Are the Hawks going to get moving? Lauren Williams, Steve Coonan later on. It is Dukes and Bell. Stick around. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Past glory here. We're not living in the here and now where they don't, all the things you just said, they don't make the big aggressive moves. They held on to Matt Canada. This offensive coordinator was so bad in Pittsburgh, guys, they were chanting fire Matt Canada at Penguins games. So, I mean, it's, that's how bad it got up in the Steel City. Well, they're a blue-collar town, Mike, and they have a lot of respect for what they do with their sports organizations in town. So, like you said, when you have a guy that's literally, I mean, quite literally being run out of town, you know how bad it is in the Steel City. When you relate that back to the Falcons, though, does that now create a window for the Falcons to be able to get Justin Fields on the cheap? Because if they're out of it, they were seen as the main yeah. competition. So who are they competing with now? There's no other reports out there that I've seen, at least, for another team to be interested in field services. So that's good for the Falcons. Yeah, now, you've, don't, you may even uh, may find a way to pull a Colts on Matt Ryan. You know, I mean, I still think the ask is going to minimum be a second rounder. Otherwise, but there's really nothing to be gained by the Bears by having both guys in camp. To start the season. No, not at all. But for me, it all it ultimately comes down to this. Would you agree that this quarterback decision is the biggest one for this organization? I think you could argue since the Matt Ryan draft. Mm. Because they haven't been in this position before. They tried to band-aid this thing over the last two years. So if you're Terry Fontenot and you're Coach Ra, you better be doing every little bit of ounce of homework on these teams and on these quarterbacks that may be available. And that's why, to me, Mike, that's why I said to you guys last night in the crosstalk that I'm not sure that I really liked what I heard from Justin Fields. Because for me, it sounded a little petty. It sounded a little egotistical. And is that the type of guy that you want to bring into your organization to lead a franchise at a pivotal point? Now, we talked yesterday. If you missed it, guys, it's online. We replayed the interview uh, in the afternoon. If you, It's like, you know, on the Odyssey rap. That's the, that's the sound I make for Rewind. And you can check out Patrick Finley from the Chicago Sun-Times. And he was saying no problem in the locker room. Uh, players respected him. Wasn't, uh, you know, because I know some, everybody, everybody who went to Georgia who doesn't like this guy couldn't be out from. <laughs> Well, I mean, okay, well, Joe Burrow couldn't beat out JT Barrett. How'd that work out? You know, and this guy went to Ohio State and, you know, one good game against Clemson, one bad game, and he was an 11th overall pick. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it, but everybody in Georgia seems to think that this guy was some, some certain kind of personality that alienated. I don't know. I think if you go back and look where it was, and Kirby still by nature goes with what he's got in hand. He goes with a conservative. He's, Kirby is still yet to produce the only thing which is missing, which I don't care. If, I don't think Georgia fans shouldn't care either, and that's the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. Who cares about the style points a quarterback and what he does at the NFL as long as he wins you national titles in Athens, right? 
May and, get one next and, year. And Jake certainly was a guy with experience. And look, you'll never ever forget that Rose Bowl win over Oklahoma. But they're also, you know, Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb were on that team too. There were some there were some nice pieces there as well. Yeah. And with Fields, it's for me, it's not the end of the world if he comes here. But at the same time, I just don't believe he's the best option. For the Falcons, when you have two veterans that are sitting there and guys in Kirk Cousins and Russell Wilson that have been there and done that and had major success in the NFL as a quarterback, I just don't see how you can see Justin Fields being a better option. Mike, he's never thrown for 3,000 yards, never thrown for 20 touchdowns in a season, had one 1,000-yard rushing season, and 38 fumbles in three years. Yep, and this is the numbers I was throwing at Carl earlier in the week, talking about you know, why I'm like lukewarm. Now I'm just going to say no. I'm, I say pass on Fields. I want to draft. The guy I want is Jaden Daniels. Join us right now. We had some phone issues, but we straightened them out. Our man, we were just joking around, Brian. I did this whole intro, and, and you weren't on hold about your, uh, your take. You had to pay off the bet. What was the bet you had to pay off on the podcast with Patrick Peterson? <laughs> well, towards the end of the season, um, when it was basically do or die time, I said to Pat P, if you guys win three straight ball games, you know, and for you guys that know me, I don't drink. I said, if you guys win three straight ball games, I'll take a shot of some liquor on the, on the episode, <laughs> right? And Clearly, at that time, as you know, Pittsburgh was kind of spiraling in the wrong direction. Mason Rudolph became the starting quarterback, so you didn't know exactly what was going to happen. And I wanted to see Pittsburgh win three straight uh, straight ball games. I'm a Steeler, so but I've said if that happens, you know, I'll take a shot. Something I don't I don't usually do. <laughs> and guess what? Mason jumped into the lineup. They won three straight ball games, and I totally forgot that I made that bet. And Pat P reminded me a few weeks ago text my phone out of nowhere like it's time to pay up and I said you know what I got to be a man of my word I am so that was that was what, what the shot uh drink was about and for you guys that you know watch the episode I don't understand how people drink alcohol it is so nasty there's nothing good about alcohol at all at all I mean, I, I said before you came on, I said you could have maybe segued in with some fireball or something with a little sweetness to it or something or a vodka shot or tequila. But, no, you went right to the henny, henny, hey. So, anyway, he, our man, Brian McFadden, check out the video. It's a great podcast, and they talk about everything, all things covered. What do you want to do, man? I, I'm not interested. Carl has been banging the drum for bring him home, talking about Justin Fields. I don't see it in Justin Fields. What do you think? You know what? Um, the reality of the situation is – Two years, basically, as a starting quarterback, to, to your point, you really haven't seen a lot when it comes to winning ball games, right? I think his stat line, correct me if I'm wrong, is around like two wins to 20-plus losses as a starting quarterback in the National Football League. So that's nothing to be elated about but the upside, the potential. You know, many people believe if he's in the right situation where it's organized, he can excel to be a winning quarterback, not just an individual talent, but a winning quarterback. But I agree with you, Mike. I think when you factor in what the Atlanta Falcons need, they need a guy that has shown the ability to win ball games. They need a guy that has shown the ability to be a leader on and off the football field. And they need a guy that has experience in major situations in the National Football League. So I, for one, would be, if you're talking about a free agent potential quarterback, Kirk Cousins would be my guy. And the thing I like about Kirk Cousins, he's shown the ability to give numbers, do numbers, provide numbers, win ball games. Even without Justin Jefferson a year ago, he kept the Vikings afloat. He was putting out phenomenal numbers, and they were winning ball games. And Kirk Cousins is, is more than a serviceable quarterback. And the good thing about Kirk Cousins, Mike, is that you can bring him in on a two-year deal. 
You, you're, right. you won't be heavily invested in a four- or five-year plan for a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a guy who has excelled in two-year opportunities. So if you're Atlanta, you bring him in on a two-year deal, you still got an opportunity to draft a younger guy, but now you have your quarterback right now for current day and a guy who can lead and he has shown the ability to do so. B, when it comes to the running game, Bijan came out this week talking to uh, Sports Illustrated and said he wants to run for 2,000 yards next season. Now, that would be awesome, but my question to you is, is that the right game plan for the Falcons? Uh, it would be great. I agree with you, but I don't see that happening. When you factor in how offensive game plans are now orchestrated, most offenses, they have a, it's a, two-back, it's a two-back-like system, right? And you don't want to put too much workload on a one particular player's plate because oftentimes they can't handle that workload. But I do believe Bijan needs to be heavily involved in the offense. He needs to be the featured guy. He needs to be utilized in Atlanta's offense like – Christian McCaffrey is utilized in San Francisco offense. He has that same skill set. That's why he was so, you know, sought after as a draft prospect a year ago because it's not just about his running ability, but his ability to catch passes out of the backfield. If he can get 2,000, no, I tip my hat to him. But I don't think he would get the opportunities to be able to have that type of year based on seeing where offenses are trending to now. When you factor in most featured guys, heck, there's only one offense that I can think of, and I know there's more than one, that has one featured running back. Most other offenses, they have two guys that get an opportunity to share carries and share touches, and that's why I don't think that is a realistic feat for Bijan because, you know, Tyler is not not going anywhere. You know, Algier is a guy who can – be a bell cow for this for this offense, and he's a change of pace guy as well, and you know he's going to get his opportunity. It's our man Brian McFadden, guys, on the waitfor.com hotline from CBS NFL. Uh, Kyron Williams rushes for over 1,100 yards last year for that Rams offense, and, you know, that that's a dude that, uh, you know, it's a fifth rounder. I mean, so Zach, Zach Roberts is definitely going to try to punch up that run game. He talked with us about pocket passer. You, you feel anything about Michael Penix, or are you waiting to see? Cause the combine is going to give us something. I mean, normally I wouldn't give two flips about the combine this year, Brian, but I'm really curious about the medical and what the quarterbacks do and do they all compete against each other. You know, I had an opportunity to talk to Michael during the Super Bowl week, and we chatted for almost about 40 minutes just talking ball. And I was there with some of his, his representatives as well. He was there with me with some of his representatives, and they're saying that they don't have any concerns about the medical. They're saying that his medical is going to check out as best as possible to make organizations feel like this is a guy that's going to be around and he's going to be durable. And then also, too, Mike, they gave me some insight about his speed. They're saying that he's going to run faster than most people expect him to run, which would clearly provide a big spark, momentum, when you talk about shooting up draft boards. Because we look at Michael Penix throughout his collegiate career, most recently last two years in Washington, a pocket quarterback, a guy that is not necessarily a runner. He ran when he needed to run, but he more, he was more effective just working from within the pocket. Mm-hmm. But if he goes out and runs a fast 40 time, I mean, you already know what, what that can do to a player, especially a quarterback. He clearly has the hot tape, as you mentioned, the concerns of with his medical. If his medical checks out and he puts, puts together an outstanding combine performance, you better believe he will be a first-rounder for sure. B, when it comes to these edge rushers, Dallas Turner, Jared Verse, if the Falcons do decide to take one of those guys at eight, do you believe both 
or one of those guys could come in and be an instant year one double-digit sack kind of guy? Uh, double-digit sacks is hard when you factor in rookie uh, edge rushers. I mean, when you look at more notable what Aiden Hutchins and his rookie campaign, I don't think he got double digits, you know what I mean? No, but yeah. yet and still, he was very, very impactful, right? He had a real good rookie year. We look at Trevon Walker, who was the first overall, overall, overall selection a few years ago to Jacksonville. His first year, I think he might have had maybe four or five sacks. I don't know exact numbers, but he wasn't close to double digits. So that hasn't really been a realistic number. Not saying that it can't happen, but it hasn't been an ongoing trend for rookie edge rushers. But I'll say this much. Dallas Turner, South Florida guy right from my area, he can play football. Jerry Verse played at my alma mater, Florida State. He can play football. The thing that I love about both guys, they love the game. They love the game. They love everything that goes into being great within the sport. And because of that, they have a work ethic already instilled into who they are as a potential professional player, not to mention they can win one-on-one battles. I think the deciding factor between these two guys, when you factor in who potentially could be the first edge rusher to come off the board in the month of April during the draft, will be the combine performances. Because when you look at uh, the kid from UCLA, Turner, Verse, they all got hot tape, super hot tape. So when you factor in the deciding factor on where this guy should go compared to the other guy, it's all about the individual performances at the combine. It's our man, Brian McFadden here, guys, on the WaitFor.com hotline, former NFL corner, two-time Super Bowl winner. Uh, maybe make a play for LeJarrius Sneed. Chris, our, uh, our, our man, Chris Thomas Turtle, brought that up the other day. Uh, we have to make a decision, by the way, about A.J. Terrell. We don't create any turnovers from the cornerback position on this team. It's all from the safety. Man, listen, LeJarrius Sneed is like a quiet assassin. He does not say a lot, but his presence is felt anytime you watch him play, you know, in game-like situation, game-like moments. If he's available, you gotta you got to try your hand at it. But I'll say this much, when you talk about having the lack of turnovers, interceptions, it all boils down to pass rush. Right. Because when you look at teams that create pressure on quarterbacks, those are the same teams that are getting interceptions because oftentimes pressure makes quarterbacks throw the football when they're not ready to throw the football. So if you want to improve on the back end, in the back end, improve on the front end. Because I played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we were a team defensively that was always sacking quarterbacks, always putting pressure on quarterbacks, and we always had turnovers. That's how you create turnovers. So when you factor in the lack thereof when it comes to interceptions and creating turnovers, it usually coincides with not getting enough sustainable pressure on quarterbacks. So for Atlanta, I do believe A.J. Terrell is going to stay in a Falcons uniform. I like his skill set. Um, you know, he wasn't at his best this year, but yet and still, he's still a high-level player at the cornerback position. And I think if you factor in final, finding a way to put more pressure on opposing quarterbacks, those guys in the back end will get interceptions. They will, get, they will, they will create turnovers. Brian, when it comes to the Falcons' offensive line, an area of need is center. But that's a bit of a tricky spot because you usually don't take a center in the first round, maybe not even in the second. But as important of a position as it is, where do you think the Falcons should target a center? Man, for me, when you factor in how important the center is, it's just as important as a catcher it is to a pitcher. Uh, as a catcher is to a pitcher in baseball, they go hand in hand. When you factor in having a nice quarterback center relationship. It goes hand-in-hand, not to mention the center is the brains of the operation on the front for the office alignment. These are the, that, that is the guy who commands when it comes to blocking assignments, making adjustments. 
And when you factor in the last great like center Atlanta has had, had was Alex Mack going back years ago. Right. You know, Alex Mack was a guy who was highly respected, but yet and still so reliable and super smart. His football IQ made things easier for guys like Matt Ryan, you know, and the rest of the offensive alignment. When it comes to drafting the center, I think when you factor in so many things the Falcons need, especially in the first two rounds of the draft, maybe maybe third round, maybe fourth round, depending on who's available, and you might can still try your hand you know, free agency as well. You know what I mean? We don't know exactly how this free agent market will look, but there will be some unknown names available that we don't necessarily think will be available, but it happens every off-season period. It happens every year mm-hmm. during free agency where there's a guy that's available now in March right. that during the month of February, we feel like, nah, this guy might not be available. But in regards to selecting the center in that high first and second round, I would say no because you got to factor in what they need. We just talked about edge rushing, right? you got to find a way to either solidify and answer that question via free agency or via the draft. Could you use another wide receiver? What about a quarterback? What if a quarterback yeah. falls, you know, to the eighth spot? Now you've got to really entertain that thought regardless of what you do during free agency. So I wouldn't pull the trigger on a center super high in the draft as early as I would. The earliest I probably would do would maybe be third round. Okay. And we got 30.6 extra million dollars added to the cap because the NFL business yes. is booming. So we'll see where it goes. Hey, BMAC, man, good times, brother. Stay away from that Henny. <laughs> oh, no question. Hey, I'm one and done, man. I'm scared straight. My chest is still burning right now. <laughs> Check out the podcast, All Things Covered, with Patrick Peterson, man. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's our man, Brian McFadden. This hour of the show brought to you by the Man Cave Store for family, friends, and fun. Visit mancavestore.com. Come back. We'll get caught up on time. we got a, a late start with BMAC. The headlines. Hawks going to play some D, and the Braves need something. We'll tell you what it is. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It is Dukes and Bell with Chris Thomas today in for my man Carl. This hour of the show brought to you by the Man Cave Store. For family, friends, and fun, visit mancavestore.com. Thanks to Brian McFadden. A lot of guys hitting us up on the text line. You guys can always hit us up, 404-726-0929, and give us your two cents. And uh, guys are saying, you know, they the, what was the poll, Chris? The, the poll on Justin Fields was, what, 52 against? Yeah, 52 to 49 against. Right. No, I mean, look, I like everything else we talk about, I don't definitively go, no, because I might end up interview, interviewing this dude in two months, so I'm not going to kill him. I, I think there's potential with Fields. I just don't know that Zach – I mean, do we just – we don't know anything about Zach Robinson as OC yet. I mean, we all believe – just like – Look, I've learned my lesson about trying to project things that are you, you'd like to see happen with Desmond Ritter. 
Because from the time we drafted him, I said, look, Mariota's ceiling is here. Forget about it. Let's get Ritter in there. At least see what we got. And then we could get moving. And I thought Ritter could be that Russell Wilson guy. And then, you know, you know the argument. Oh, we'll have cap space. And we got a guy. And you want it to happen. And he's just not that guy. And so I, I don't want to sit there and, and, and use definitives and declaratives like, no, bomb, loser. I'm interested in Cousins. I'm interested in, don't get mad at me, guys, Russell Wilson. I'm interested in Baker Mayfield. And then my least likely option for me would be Fields. Carl is, and not like Carl's locked in, but he really wants to bring the kid home. He says it every day on the program. Right now, though, let's hit some, as Carl would say, some headlines. Strap in, youngins. With Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Hawks back in action. No D? No uh, front court. We got some injuries. Here's a uh, coach was on talking to the media. You know, we need our guards to, you know, to, to, to step up a level, you know, and, and I think they're capable of doing that, you know, on the defensive end in particular. Because uh, who's in? Clint is back, but on Onyeka Okongwu has got the big toe issue. Get ready for the Bruno Fernando experience, Mike Bell. Now, you could argue that even when you had Capella healthy and uh, Onyeka off the bench healthy, we're still the worst defense or is tied for second worst defense in the league. So how much will change? We will talk to Lauren Williams about uh, the Hawks coming up next. Uh, we didn't play defense. <laughs> please. Coach, you're not germane to this conversation. Snyder is the coach. Coach, uh, some would say, okay, me, that uh, you know, you guys in the NBA generally don't give a flip until after the All-Star break anyway. Are we going to throw the switch? You need to improve on the things. You, you know what that is. You know, you know the areas that you need to double down on and continue to emphasize and, and execute, and then you know the areas where you need to be better. And as you said, it's a shorter period of time, but because of that, even more important. Yep, it's, as we said, it's not it's not the halfway point. There's just basically the final stretch run here to get it done. You going to play some D? No. All about the D. No, they're not. And, uh, Mike, I would equivocate this mm-hmm. to trying to run a marathon on a treadmill at this point. Okay. It's just not going to happen. We play defense. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're staying in place at this point. So, honestly, what I want to see and what I'm going to ask Lauren about, Mike, is when are we going to see some of the young guys? I want to see Kobe Bufkin throughout these 27 games. A.J. Griffin got off to a nice start in College Park. If he can continue that, bring him back up here, at least so we can go into the offseason saying we have a plan. Because right right. now, if it's just more of the same, what's your plan? You're going to blow it up? I mean, what are we doing here, Mike? Right, 27 (laughs) games left to uh, move up, guys. As it stands now, we are six and a half, seven, actually, uh, seven games flat in the loss column behind the Pacers in the guaranteed locked-in six position. Did you say... Flat? Flat. I said we were flat, Oren. Sorry. Playing at uh, a slow pace. <laughs> so we just, I always, I think. Uh, I thought we were a little soft on the ball. I thought that, uh, you know, when I just say flat, you know, it just immediately we have that button ready to go. But, you know, we got a lot of buttons back. There's like, a, you know, 2,000 sound effects in that machine that Oren's got yeah, at his well, fingertips. It's like, the, uh, it's like the Millennium Falcon sort of board. Yeah, you got to hit, it, hit it twice. Heat are going to make a run with Jimmy Buckets, I think. Magic still, still look like they're in a good spot. Can we get to, to like, I just feel we're going to be in the we're going to be locked in. It would be nice to have one extra playoff game. The only way we fix this is rest are going to spend some money. That's it, the, guys. You can you can argue about the cap. You can talk about Trey. If you trade Trey, you'll lose the fan base, and then uh, that's just that's like the nuclear option. So you trade Dejounte, and you hope some. And you've heard every expert that we've had outside Atlanta says you got to move Trey out, which people don't want to hear. I don't agree with it, but I still I still think you get some people in here. But you, only way you get the people in here, they got to want to be here, and you got to spend the money. 
He hadn't done that yet. Speaking of spending money, there's only one major weakness. Well, two if you consider you're trying to find the fifth starter for the Braves, Chris. Headline number three would be the thing you and I were talking off the air. Talk about the bench. You, you, you don't like it. No. In fact, not only do I not like it, I think it's one of the worst benches in the MLB right now. Mm. You have Luis Guillorme, who's a career backup infielder. You have Forrest Wall and Eli White, who are mm. battling for the fourth outfielder spot. Those guys have not done anything in their career. And you have another journeyman in David Fletcher, who is a guy that's shown some potential, but he's barely played in Major League Baseball. Right. And that's your bench right now, along with Travis Darno, if you count him, but he's going to be getting DH reps with Ozuna. So, Mike, I I think they need to make a significant upgrade there. By the way, Azuna's been practicing at first base. I know you can stop with the jokes. Uh, he was at one point in his career in Miami. He was a gold glove uh, left fielder or outfielder. Uh, now he's considered basically, basically Dr. Strangeglove. But uh, I guess the idea is, you know, get him, give him some reps around this. That's why they have spring training. There's nothing else to do other than run sprints out there on the warning track and hit golf balls. That's why it's too long. But the thing, to Chris's point, we looked it up. Eddie Rosario is still out there. Yep. And I know that if you guys, for some reason, one guy hit us up on Twitter. Well, I don't want Eddie. What's wrong with Eddie Rosario? 21 home runs. I'm not saying he's going to start, guys. It's a bench piece. So, in other words, you pay him pennies on the dollar from what you last paid him. Adam Duvall is also a free agent. He played for the Red Sox last year. So, there's just some names. Maybe they pursue it. Final headline, United in action against Columbus. Mike Conti and Jason Longshore will have the call. And it looks like snow is in the forecast in Columbus. And maybe, Chris, you weren't here back then, but in 17, our first game, United beats Minnesota in about a foot of snow with an orange ball. Apparently, they use the orange ball in the, when the weather's, you know, like that funky with the snow. Right. Dude, it was still one of my favorite games of all time. They scored like seven goals that game, yeah, right? Yeah, it was 6-1 yeah. United. We beat Minnesota. We were both expansion teams. Mm -hmm. But it's still one of the most entertaining games. It was just bananas because it was action, and it just looked like a video game with the orange ball. Hey, man, there's your headlines brought to you by ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Coming up, we got some tickets, guys. You want to stick around and see Chris Tucker at the Fox Theater? That's on the way. And we mentioned Lauren Williams next hour. We're going to talk something about the Hawks. And are we going to get on track? But next, it's the Blitz. More money, more cap space. How the Falcons going to use it? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.